Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. What text did I ask you to open? It says, Then the Pharisees and the Sadducees came and testing him asked what he would show them, I beg your pardon, that he would show them a sign from heaven. He answered and said to them, When it is evening, you say it, it is a fair weather, for the sky is red. And when it is morning, it will be a foul weather, for the sky is red and threatening. Hypocrites! You know how to descend the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the time. So you see, Jesus is telling you about spiritual discernment. That just the same way there are natural signs for the seasons, you can tell when it's about to rain. You can just tell, just by observation, what sort of day is about to be. He says, such is the realm of the Spirit. You have the ability to discern the times and the seasons of the Spirit. Say with me, I have the ability to discern the signs of the, and the seasons of the Spirit. All right, so um, in the Spirit, there are trails to follow and patterns to observe. Patterns to observe. I'm doing a quick recap of my teaching, which I did, you know, Rebook Camp, I think, 2021. 1, 22, 21, you know, descending spiritual seasons. You remember that, right? And just in case you're hearing this for the first time, um, in the Greek, there are different terminologies used to describe time. And the first is chronos. Chronos. And that is the word from which you have chronology, right? And it just describes a natural or sequential time. Measurable or sequential time. For instance, in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, it says to everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up. And that is just measurable or sequential time. All right? And then you have Kairos. Kairos is opportune time or spiritual opportune time. This has nothing to do with chronology. It has more to do with the supernatural template of God over a region or over a person. Come on, are you with me? All right, so um, opportune time. I want to share something with you. Because you see, what we call Kairos you can describe it as a divine coincidence. It will seem like a coincidence. But it's not. And except you are looking through the lens of the Spirit, you won't even notice it. In fact, sometimes it is in heaven you will know that this was Kairos. Let me give you an example you, you probably have never heard before. The brothers of Joseph have decided to kill Joseph. They throw him into a well, and just as they're about to go, slave traders start passing. Are you aware that that is one of the most important details in Joseph's story? 
that was the detail between life and death. The difference between him fulfilling every other thing God said will happen. The slave traders passing at that exact moment and at that exact time. And so, what seems like a just normal smart move? Instead of killing him, let's make money off him. And then they played into the kairos of God. Are you getting what I'm saying now? A very simple example in the Bible. Jesus is telling a story in Luke chapter 10 verse 30. You want to open there as quickly as possible. The story of the good Samaritan. The Bible says, and Jesus answering said, a certain man went from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell amongst thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him. So now, this guy, he's robbed, stripped of his raiment, wounded, and then he was half dead, half dead on the road. Then look at verse 31. The Bible says, and by chance. Everybody say by chance. Now, first and foremost, this is the only time in the New Testament the word chance is used. And what is the Greek word used there? It is synchirian or synchirian. It is spelled S-Y-N-K-Y-R-I-A-N. And I'm spelling it for you for a reason. S-Y-N. K-Y-R-I-A-N. And it's a combination of two words, soon and curious. So, Kyrian um, is curious or kairos in another tense. Are you getting what I'm saying here? And what do the words mean? Soon actually means something that occurs together by. Or it simply means together with. So soon, curious means together with Kairos. And this, by the way, is what is now translated as coincidence. Are you getting where I'm headed? It means that there are many things that people call coincidence that is actually God's prophetic and providential intervention in human affairs. As Abraham is climbing the mountain from one side with Isaac, there is a ram climbing on the other side, not knowing why. And even if Abraham gets up there slightly before the ram, just as he lifts up the knife, the ram gets up and is trapped in the thickets. And when the angel screams at Abraham, he lifts up his head and he sees. Are you with me? It seems like a coincidence. But that's the supernatural working of God. Are you aware that Moses encountered the burning bush by accident? It seemed like a coincidence to him. He was going about his daily business just as he always does. And he saw something. And said, I will step aside now to see. What is this that I see? And all of a sudden, a voice from the flames calling him. Supernatural coincidence. 
God's supernatural coincidences about to overwhelm your life. <laughs> Say amen like you believe. Amen. I know you've been here all day, but I mean you can as well put your mind to it. Say amen like you believe. Amen. God's supernatural coincidences are about to overwhelm your life. And Jesus brags about the providential details of your heavenly father. He says, even the very hair on your head are numbered. And he said, not one sparrow falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. That's how meticulous he is. And so, when you see God walking in the minute details of your life, he loves you that much. Are you with me? He loves you. I want you to brag. Say, he loves me that much. So, can you expect it in your life from henceforth? Answer me. I said, can you expect it in your life from henceforth? This is one of the biggest secrets of my life. Look at Isaiah chapter 45. Did I say 45? 46. From verses 9 to 11. God is amazing. You know, there's somewhere I preached just last week. Another example of prophetic kairos. Too deep. Now, at about the age of nine, my parents moved <laughs> from Goan Estate in Egbeda. They moved to Ikotuigbe, and the place looks like the way it sounds. <laughs> Within one year, the first year in the house, there is, there is nothing we didn't kill in the house. It was like not Joe world. We killed snakes, snakes. We killed talatuna spider. We killed bats. We killed scorpions. First year. I will say this one. Some of you may not believe, but it's okay. There were some afternoons I will come out of the house and from my house, I will see monkeys jumping from tree to tree. You don't, you don't understand. And from there, my primary school was around that area, and that's another Cairo story. Where, how do you find one of the best primary schools in the whole of Lagos in, in an environment like that? The lowest in my class, common entrance, was 402. Nobody had below 400 in my class. It was a very good school. But anyways, um, I attended school in that area. Um, eventually, um, secondary school. But anyways, even the university. I left that area, you know, went to university, but my family house was and, in fact, still is still there. And then when church started, the first branch of our church was in Ikoto. Now, think about this. There is a prophet somewhere in a jagon close to a cotton, 
in that same area. He goes to pray every January. And now, as he's praying, the Lord tells him, you will send for my servant, Emmanuel Iren. He will pray over your church and launch it to a new level of grace. Guess what? He had never heard my name before. So he got back, he asked people, he asked someone who said, oh, yes, he knows me. And then the Lord told him that I must attend his conference. I've forgotten what they call it. It was supposed to be sometime around June. So from January to June, he was trying to reach me. For some reason, he couldn't. And because God said, I must be the one to preach. They didn't hold the conference in June. His wife was saying, let's call someone else. Maybe God meant next year. He said, no, God said this year. So they postponed it in July, June, June, July, August. And in August, he was celebrating his birthday. One of his friends came and he just said, I've been trying to reach this man of God. And the person said, oh, I met him recently. I have his number, you know, and called me. I didn't really know why. Just imagine, sorry, I don't know. Maybe it's a bias. Forgive me. I shouldn't say this because I know a lot of people watch this. But when someone calls and introduces himself as prophet, I, I, I want to scan <laughs> and be sure. Because there are all kinds out there. You get what I'm saying? So the moment he introduces himself as prophet, I say I'll pray about it. And I kept posting, posting, posting. And eventually I just agreed because I could see the love and the determination and everything. Now, this is the thing. As I dressed up to go to the program, which eventually was about last week, everything began to line up. I grew up in that same area, the same area where they have their church. I grew up there. God picked me from there, and my light shone to the rest of the world. Are you getting this now? And he, now, he didn't know this at the time. He didn't know, he didn't know I grew up there. He is also wondering why God said, I must be the one to come. And then, by the time I got to the area of their church, I started having goosebumps because our first branch of church, they have the exact similarities. From the bus stop, there's a fuel station, and then when you take a diversion opposite the fuel station, the road was not hard. As I was, I, I, I just saw, and then... I knew immediately why God was bringing me. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, the same way I brought you out of this place and took you to the rest of the world, I'm bringing you here as a prophetic trigger that there are people here from this small church that destiny is to the rest of the world. I mean, talk about Kairos. And it, it, it all fits like a glove. The things that God had been telling them, the things that happened that night, everything, 100%. Please, this life is deeply spiritual. And so the Lord had told me, the reason I remember that and I thought to tell you this, the Lord had told me to read this text over them. In fact, I was going to read verse 11 and God told me that he's going to bring strangers from a far country to favor that ministry, that this is what is going to happen. I had a word of knowledge for them to focus on their internet ministry because by that, they will begin to have disciples in diaspora. And those disciples will support the work and through them, the work will spread around the world. You know, you know, 
And as I got there, I, I looked at the banner. And the banner, the anchor text was Isaiah chapter 46 verse 9. So God had told them, forget now the former things. Behold, I do a new thing. It shall spring forth, shall you not know it? And then he had given me the word of knowledge as to how it will happen. Are you getting this? It might be a small thing for you. You're just like, oh, nice story. But they, they were crying. Because when you've heard from God, you know. You will hear from God tonight. Oh, my God. You don't, you don't seem excited about that. He says, remember the former things of old, for I am God, there is none else. I am God, there is none like me. No, what text is this? Yeah, verse 10, yeah. Declaring the end from the beginning. Listen, this is how Kairos is possible. I like this. You see, this is an allusion to a town crier or what we will call a newscaster in our day. Just imagine you turned on the TV and it is the news from five years' time. Is that possible? With men, it is impossible, but not with God. God can declare the end from the beginning, and he can announce it as though it has already happened. Do you believe that? This is the force of Kairos. From ancient times, things not yet done, saying my counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. And I want to read verse 11 prophetically for someone here. Verse 11 says, calling a ravenous bird from the east. Remember how the prophet was fed with, 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 with birds, right? He's telling you that favor can come from a far place. <laughs> he says, the man that executed my counsel from a far country, far country, Something like this and more is about to happen to you. It will seem like a coincidence, but it is the Kairos intervention of the Almighty God. Say loud amen like you believe. Thank you, Jesus. All of this I've shared before. I'm taking a slightly different direction. You see, Kairos walks with the spirit of prophecy, with the gift of prophecy. You get, are you following what I'm saying? It is by prophecy that events can just align in a supernatural, coincidental way. But unfortunately, people who don't know it will play victim or fall victim to what is called the negative kairos. There is a negative kairos. Let me explain this to you. Think about it. Isaac is blessing his children. Please look at me. Focus. This is very important. Your destiny depends on this. Our destiny depends on this. Isaac is blessing his children. He lays hand on Jacob and the Bible says, he sustained him with corn and wine. He spoke words over him. And because of words spoken over him, this child will not lack corn and wine. Think about it. Because someone said things. Now, when this guy goes out and begins to trade, 
The business becomes successful not just because it's hardworking, as important as hardworking hard work is, but because words have been released. Are you aware that such a thing exists? This is the force of prophecy. And the same way, the opposite happens. If you are not a person of the Spirit, you allow someone who is practicing negative spirituality speak words over you. It can follow you, not you, in the name of Jesus. You know, and, and have you seen people who are moving from one cycle of error to another? You know that the devil is behind this. I don't know why the Lord asked me to teach on this, but he asked me to teach on this and we will pray. That okay? In fact, in some instances, as Kairos is happening for some people, negative Kairos is happening for others. Sometimes it's an alignment. When you're not aligned with God, it's God. And sometimes it's the devil. So because it's time for Esther, Vashti will just develop one funny behavior. You know the story, don't you? And as God is promoting Mordecai, Haman is being judged. And Haman gets to contribute in his, to his own demise. He was the one who built the, the gallow. He was the one who built it. So, it is possible for both positive and negative kairos to be happening at the same time for some and for others. It is possible. And for sometimes it's a simple thing of aligning with God's plan. And other times, it is a negative prophecy that you must end. I sense, oh my God, as I prayed for this meeting, the Lord told me this. He said negative patterns will be destroyed. Yeah. Oh, it's a real thing. Let me tell you one story that you can, you can verify. It's on the internet. On Wikipedia. I, I think the first person I heard talk about this years and years ago, more than, more than 10 years ago, was Bishop Duncan Williams. And he was talking about how many things we think are coincidental are not. We've established that, haven't we? And he was talking about how the First World War happened. They were trying to assassinate I think the prime minister, prime minister of Austria or something like that. And they had tried consistently. In fact, just the day before, they had set a bomb for him, but he escaped. And now the assassin, assassin had given up. He was about to go a particular route, but something happened. For a reason he can't understand, he decided to change his route. And as he changed his route, there where he parked his car, he saw the person he had been trying to kill just in a supermarket alone, shopping. Are you listening to me? And so he walked in there, killed the guy, and went to Someone he had been trying to get for a long time just saw him. This world is spiritual. And if you are not flowing according to influence of 
the influence of the Spirit of God, you are susceptible to negative influences. You see, the Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 2 about the spirit that now walks in children of disobedience. It's a real thing. There is a spirit. He calls it the prince of the power of the air. A controlling influence over a territory. Working for the enemy, for the adversary without even knowing. It takes sensitivity. Sometimes it looks like a program. See, before I even got really filled with the spirit and exposed to spiritual things, I began to suspect this when something happened. When I was in SS3, there was this guy, I don't want to mention his name, you know. He and his friends came to my house. I was, I was staying with my uncle at the time to prepare for Wyatt because he was closer to the school. And this guy had this genius idea. He said, let's go to the pool to go and swim. I said, I'm not going. Me, it wasn't discipline. If I go, they will kill me. <laughs> you know, so I said, no, I'm not going. The other guy said, no, I'm not going. The other guy said, no. And everybody in Unzim looked at him and said, don't go. By the way, we have exams. Go home and study. But he was determined to get someone to follow him there. And, and you know, and he was saying, go with me, go with me. And we all said, we will not go. We went home. The next day, since nobody will go with him, he went on his own. And I got to school the next day and saw everybody crying. What happened? He said he had drowned. We, we were writing Wayek. Are you listening to me? So now, I kept replaying. What I am explaining to you is hard to explain. There was this strange determination in his eye. It was as if he was hypnotized. He was determined to go there. Determined. I can give you more instances. I think in 1 Chronicles 18, you know, you remember the prophecy of Micaiah. He said, I see Israel running around like sheep without a shepherd. Meaning, he saw a prophecy that the king of Israel died. The king of Israel was angry. What kind of prophecy is this? They, they gathered him, put him into prison. And because of that prophecy, the king of Israel disguised as someone else. When he went to the battle, he still didn't walk. It's okay with prophecy. It still didn't work. The reason you need to know about this is, in fact, some of you, it's not you, because you're too full of the Holy Ghost to have these kind of problems. But you better be sensitive. There, there, there are some people you shouldn't roll with. You should be sensitive with the promptings of the Spirit. Some people function with error, error, error. When I was in this city and robbers came to our vicinity, you know what the Lord told me? He said, they are going to function with the spirit of error. They will go and rob a place that is bigger than them and they will be caught. So that was the spiritual verdict of judgment. I announced it in my house. I told my wife, guess what? This, and with, no, with due respect to every tribe, but I'm just describing the ethnicity of these particular people. These Hausa boys had the genius idea, let's rob First Bank. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
And they were caught. They were caught. They were all caught. It's error. Error. Sometimes it's stubbornness. Sometimes it's a spirit where everybody is telling you, this guy you are dating, he will destroy your life. You, you know? laugh, but you better know I'm not joking. I know the way, see, some of our teachings are prophetic. The only reason God is asking me to teach this because he wants to break it over people's lives. Because that thing can follow someone all their life. You've heard of the demonic thing they call one chance. Are you aware they can put a spell on someone? The person will voluntarily, on a monthly basis without fail, be wiring all their savings. They will pay you salary, you will wire it to these people consistently. You see, there was a woman we found out about. She had been doing it for more than, more than 18 months before we found out. Because, you, listen, we are dealing with the spirit realm. I hope you know, the material world came to be by words. <laughs> so, if someone who understands the things of the spirit, I don't want to explain how they do it, you know, but it's a perversion of the power of God. And they speak wrong words over someone who doesn't know any better, who doesn't know his or her right in Christ. You can find some silly occurrences. It's just silly. Silly. I, I don't want to tell you stories. You, you, the stories upon stories. Let me share one Bible story with you. You know, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 49, I think verse 2, according to prophecy, it was clearly written there. It says, the scepter shall not depart from Judah. You are aware, right? So that means it becomes very strange that Saul was anointed king at all because he was not of the tribe of Judah. So what happened? I will tell you. The problem was there was a verdict according to the law of Moses. No bastard, quote unquote, will be allowed into the congregation of God's people. But now there was a problem. There was a problem. Someone in the lineage had, <laughs> had a conception. He committed incest and gave birth to a child. And because of that, they were not qualified to lead the tribe of Israel. Now, guess what? Jesse, the father of David, he was from the tribe of Judah, by the way, was the ninth. The, the law said, any bastard until the 10th generation, you will not be allowed to assemble with the children of Israel. So that is why the, the crown had to go to someone else. And so, 
first generation, second generation, third generation, fourth generation, and by the time it was the eighth generation thereabout, that was when a new king was appointed and all of that. Jesse was the ninth. By the time the era of David came, hmm? do with this information what you want to do. By the time David was of age, Saul started misbehaving. Don't worry. Did you hear what I just said? By the time, you know, oh my God. See, God brings Abraham way ahead of time into the promised land. He said, I will give this land to you. It's not time yet because the sins of the Amorite are not yet full. I'm counting it. Their cup is not full yet. God is giving them time. And when the time comes, he will drive them out. So, this is what, and so God tells Abraham, your children will be strangers in Egypt. Then when it is time, just at the time when the, the Amorites have messed up enough, I will bring you out, drive them out, and you will inherit the promised land. That, that was the plan. Brothers and sisters, there is a negative kairos. And it can happen two ways. Either by you straying away from the plan of God and being under the purview of the enemy. You, 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 you break the hedge so the serpent can then bite. Or because you don't understand spiritual authority, someone uses that negative influence against you, against your family. You know, how do they usually do it? So the same way positive kairos happens in two ways. Either just by the sovereign providential intervention of God or by prophecy. Are you aware God can speak words and it affects the coincidences in your life? Are you aware? Listen, when Saul was anointed king, the prophet said, as you go now, you will meet three people. One will give you bread. One will give you wine. You see, what would have been a coincidence? It was said ahead of time. That's prophecy. Then you will find prophets. You will prophesy with them. You will become a new man. What was going to happen in his future, he was told ahead of time. That's Kairos by prophecy. But you see, the negative can happen. You can find one strange satanic fellow who will just do like this. You know, I, I was talking to a white man on Saturday. We, we had lunch and we were just taking dessert. We were taking ice cream. And I said, you know what? In your country, you people debate power of God, power of Satan, whether the power of God still exists. I said, here. I, I didn't want to scare him. I could have told him some things. He won't sleep. I, I wanted to tell him, people's organs, they disappear. They will touch you in the market. <laughs> you see? You see? I don't know if power still exists. We know they argue for Africa. <laughs> Rewind me. I was just telling him all those things. You, you see, you see, I remember <laughs> I was preaching on the island. 
And one guy walked in. See, when the devil is deceiving someone, I don't know if it is general or that's just the flow of the spirit that is given to me. There is something I see. I see, I don't want to describe it. I see something over the person. Sometimes it's a dark cloud. So the dark cloud usually represents um, deception. He's operating by a different wisdom. Are you getting what I'm saying? He has listened to the wrong things. Sometimes, I can talk, right? Sometimes he's a monkey-like being sitting on the person's shoulder with the tail fastened around the person's neck. That means... uh, They've been telling you things you have believed. So I was sitting at the back. I'll never forget with Pastor Shola. As the guy walked in, I said, that guy's in trouble. That guy's in trouble. And sure enough, after the service, he came to me. Without mincing words, these were his words. He said, I came to church one last time. Hey, <laughs> He said, I came to church one last time because I'm considering blood money. True life story. He said, my father did blood money. It's not, it's not a suspicion. We all know. Three of my siblings died and we know why. But he's very wealthy. He said, but I've tried to follow Jesus, but I'm suffering. So I came to ask you one last time. What does Jesus have to offer me? He, he was asking me to pitch for him. <laughs> Pastor work. <laughs> he said, I just came one so that you would. Do you understand? He was essentially asking me, Do you have a better offer? <laughs> That's a, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, there are some arguments I don't have. I don't have anymore. Hmm? Our powers for today, I will take you to some places when I'm, maybe when I'm doing deliverance. You, you will see something, you won't sleep. Hallelujah. When, by the time I pray for a small girl like this, you hear a masculine voice. Say, explain that scientifically. <laughs> what, what is the scientific name? Is there a, there a phenomenon? <laughs> Bring your test tube, let's. <laughs> Hallelujah. Enough of the cute preaching. Can we break some things today? Because like I said, this is how generational curses occur, by the way. Are you aware? Someone can say something and it will just keep jumping from one person to another. Through a lineage. Listen, it is true that you are a new man in Christ, but the Bible says resist the devil. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? He tells you that if you resist, he will flee. He didn't say, oh, because I'm a new man in Christ, no need to resist. Wake up, oh. Are you with me? 
So, as we pray now, I will pray just simple prayers. As we pray now, two things will happen. You'll be enveloped in the providential kairos of God. Say loud, amen. amen. And every enchantment against you and against your lineage will end. Amen. Angels of God are ready. Are you ready? Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Listen to me. In the name above every name. The Bible says that a strong man keeps his spoil. But when a man stronger than he comes, he will take away all the armor with which he trusted. Now in the name of Jesus. Every affliction over your family, I bring an end to it now. Every negative generational pattern, I bring an end to it now in the name of Jesus. Say that again. Every negative generational pattern, I break them now in the name of Jesus. Every demon assigned to that negative prophecy demon monitoring the execution of any negative words spoken over you. The Bible says in my name they shall expel demons. I confront all such demons in the name of Jesus. I command them to be expelled now in the name of Jesus. Listen to me. Every hanging negative prophecy over your life, over your family, whether you know of it or not. I command it to be expired now in the name of Jesus. I command it to expire now in the name of Jesus. For every such person right now, a wave of the spirit is running through this hall and breaking, breaking those enchantments now. I set you free in the name above every name. I set you free. 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 In the name of Jesus, I speak words of blessings over you that you will carry all your life. 
And at the end of your days, you will hand it over to your children like a spiritual inheritance. Look at me. Your family will be known for prosperity. Your family will be known for good health. Your family will be known to live long. Your family will be known for good marriages. Your family will be known as people who know the Lord. Your family will be known for good children. Your family will be known for fruitfulness. Jesus. I, I sense a nudge to declare that over everyone. The siege is over. Step into a season of rejoicing. Step into a season of plenty. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809-996-7000. Blessings.